0: The communion with angels and demons is a core trait in modern esoteric magic. But how does it really feature in these traditions? And why? We're here to figure this out. Hello everyone! I'm Angela and welcome back to my channel, your online resource for the academic study of magic and magic practicing religions and traditions. Today's video is part of a special collaboration with my friend and fellow scholar Justin Sledge, who has a YouTube channel called Esoterica. He will tackle the Goetia in ancient and medieval history, while I will cover Goetia and Thurgi in the contemporary world. So go check out his video first along with his fascinating channel. Dr Sledge has studied the history of hermetic philosophy at the University of Amsterdam and holds a PhD in philosophy. He specializes in the intersection of esotericism and philosophy and his current research is on the influence of philosophy on early Kabbalah. So now let's move on to our topic shall we? As I addressed in a previous video on the etymology of magic, the anglicized word Goetia comes from the Greek Goes goeteia, which means sorcerer or sorcery and is the Greek word which got eventually overthrown by Mageia as the root for the English magic. During the Renaissance, Cornelius Agrippa used magic as an umbrella term for all the occult arts while endorsing a subdivision between Goetia as the branch more related to the superstitious and popular beliefs and Thergy, which in Greek would be theurgia meaning work or deed of God which would be the branch of magic engaging with the religious. Samuel Liddell MacGregor Mathers, one of the founders of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, cornerstone of modern esoteric magic, gave a significant contribution to Western esotericism through the publication and translation of several texts, one of which was The Key of Solomon the King, Clavicula Salomonis, another important text edited by Mothers was the Goesha the Lesser Key of Solomon. Unfortunately, it wasn't published by him at the time as apparently it was stolen and published by Aleister Crowley as part of a longer text called Le Megaton. The original versions of these two grimoires are attributed to King Solomon and appeared in numerous different versions and in different languages since the Middle Ages. The Greater Key and the Lesser Key of Solomon epitomize the aforementioned distinction between Thurji as a religious magic connected to the Divine versus Goetia as a magic more related to the mundane and earthly needs. In the Greater Key of Solomon we find, in fact, sigils pentacles and rituals to call upon planetary and divine entities, whereas in the lesser key of Solomon we find the legion of the 72 demons and how to summon them. What emerges here is a dichotomy between a magic deemed more religious or spiritual in nature and another kind of magic more connected to achieving tangible changes in the daily life. But let's now see how contemporary ritual magic has been affected by these two grimoires. As Egil Asprem highlights, texts such as the Greater and the Lesser Key of Solomon, along with others like Hars Almadel and the Heptameron, constitute an influential set of sources for ritual magic. The way these older sources were received by 19th century occultism was shaped by a post-enlightenment rationalistic worldview, which needed a sound framework for practitioners to build upon. As I always say, esotericism, as an outlier as it may seem, is still embedded in the wider cultural milieu and it is hence affected by the the changes that occur in the society at large. In this case, the recollection and compilation of old texts in a coherent and sound apparatus were nicely matched by the rise of the rational mind, prompted by the new scientific discoveries which were entering the popular discourse and somehow moulding what then progressively became the contemporary understanding of ritual magic. Scientific novelties such as mesmerism, electromagnetism, the ether in physics, and the discovery of the subconscious, the archetypes and the collective consciousness emerged from psychological research, all factor in to provide that cultural framework and to a certain extent to offer a sensible foothold to rationalize magical workings. As Asprin writes, in a sense Dr. Faustus meets Dr. Frankenstein and the result is a modern synthesis of magic understood as a practice in between science and religion, equal parts technology and ritual. This has definitely shaped how the Goetia was received and interpreted. For instance, in the introduction of his 1903 edition of the Goetia, Crowley argues that the spirits in the Goetia are portions of the human brain. And later, in the Liber o vel manus et sagite, an introduction manual for the AA, Crowley says that it's irrelevant whether gods and spirits exist or not, as they are immaterial either way. He then adds that what really matters is that people will get certain results by following a set of practices. The more contemporary Lonmilo Duquette on the same line, states in the very title of his book that everything is just in your head. You just don't know how big your head is. To sum it up, Therjee is seen as a divine and more spiritual kind of magic. Whereas the Goetia is perceived as more earthbound and linked to the physical world. The two approaches are well epitomized by the Greater Key of Solomon for the Thergy and the Lesser Key of Solomon for the Goetia. The two grimoires were organized and recompiled in a more coherent way by MacGregor Mathers in the 19th century to meet the rising needs for a more structured and rationally compelling form. These two grimoires and the way they have been perceived in ritual magic also tell us how different entities are seen as belonging to different states or realms of existence, as deities, angels and planetary intelligence are perceived to be linked to the spiritual realm and religious endeavour, whereas demons embody the most carnal and physical desires, binding their field of action to the material side of our existence. So these two grimoires have been important not only for the historical impact they had on ceremonial magic first, And then all the other forms of magic which evolved from ceremonial magic, but also because they portray different spirits in different ways, so we have a better understanding of how people, practitioners, perceive different entities. And there you have it. We're done with the Goetia and Thergy for now. Don't forget to let me know in the comment section which part of the video you'd like the most and whether there's something you'd like me to expand more on in a future video. Do check out the marvelous channel Esoterica and say hi to Justin on my behalf. Also, a shout out to my new patrons Bill Hamm, Andromeda Spark, Sebastian, Prognosis Omega. JT Payne and Jenny. Thank you so much for pledging to my Patreon guys. I'm really happy to have you in our inner symposium. We're having a lot of academic fun in our Discord community and just had a fantastic Zoom talk yesterday and I really look forward to each and every one of our conversations. So thank you again for those who just pledged and for those who stay pledged. This is it for today's video, hope you liked it and if you did smash the like button, subscribe to the channel, activate the notification bell so that you will be always notified as soon as I upload a new video and as always stay tuned for the academic fun. Bye for now!